0: Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelly Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and I tell you, when you have to go search for your Audacity um, icon on your desktop because you haven't podcasted in that many weeks, you know things have gotten out of control. I am so glad to be back and I'm grateful that you're here with me. I would like to talk today about something that has happened in the last few weeks of my life, had a bit of an epiphany. I definitely want to share that with you. So today's topic is sometimes getting fired is the best thing that it can happen to you. And I got fired on Monday from a client and I can't tell you the level of relief that came over me when I got that email. Now from a professional standpoint, let me back this up and we're going to talk about this in a bit of depth in the fact that it is unfortunate it ended this way. Expectations on either side were simply not made clear and were not met at all. A client that I thought I was taking on, that was a project that I thought perhaps would um, I needed uh, turned into not what it was presented and the fact they just needed someone to clean up. Once again, someone just needed babysitting and shoe, uh, hand-holding. And it was interesting because even last month when I was putting in a lot of hours getting this gentleman's uh, finances straightened out because he was doing his books in an Excel spreadsheet. And once I got them into true debit and credit balances where legally things had to balance, his books didn't make sense. <clears throat> and I realized... I don't know what, universe, whatever, that little, you know, voice that's inside your head. I said, this guy's not going to pay me. And I, you know what? He was an elderly gentleman. This was a huge new endeavor. And I was, part of me felt I should be really excited about what he was doing. It was um, ecologically sound, a fuel alternative. I thought, oh, this is Brilliant. But you know what? None of it sung to me. None of it was feeding my spirit. And it was just another drudgery through another shoebox. And I knew better. And I took the work anyways. So I have been the past month and a or two thinking of ways of how I could get him kind of settled, started, and then quit. I'm not going to lie. This client needed to go uh, it was bringing me a lot of stress, very high demand, <clears throat> things I cannot handle with my fibromyalgia and I don't even want to on a regular basis. I do not want to be kind of tied to some of this high maintenance that expects me to text back within moments and that just isn't my life anymore and uh, and that's not the level of service that I particularly offer. I like to control my time and my stress levels myself. So Have you ever been fired? Because I want you to think about this in your life. I'm going to tell you, you know, I'm sharing my experiences so that you can reflect on your own life. Now, I have been fired once or twice before or let go or, you know, roads that were being traveled together, you know, diverge. And I'm, I'm great with that. I've never been the type of person that has done what I need to do to keep work. In fact, my six years at Bell Canada, I spent six years trying to put myself out of a job. Uh, they kept me on, uh, because the billing platform that I was managing, it was cheaper to keep me there managing it than it was to integrate into the rest of Bell. Eventually they did it, but it was, you know, six and a half years later. Um, but I was indispensable and that is a bad thing for a company to have. And I know that, and I don't at my age and experience feel that that is a good or safe thing for the company. I made it very clear in many management reports every year that this was not safe Uh, To have someone that, you know, if I won the lottery or got hit by a bus, they were going to be in trouble because, like I say, they had let my position become indispensable. And that is, in business, folks, that is never a good thing. And if you are doing that yourself and your business to feed your ego, you need to let that go because it is dangerous for you and your clients and vice versa, okay? Nobody is indispensable, really. Well, I like to think to my granddaughter, I am, and my husband, but <laughs> if I die tomorrow, life would go on. Um, and you just, you kind of have to approach life in that manner. What are you offering? How are you contributing? But can the world, you know, the world needs your gifts and you are, you are indispensable in your own right as a human being, but in a work environment, it is best business practices to ensure that no puzzle is holding piece is holding all the weight that if that puzzle piece was pulled out the entire house of cards would collapse and that's kind of what I'm warning about here also Do you take on things that you shouldn't have? Now, this client, I knew out of the gate. I met him a little over a year ago at a Surrey Board of Trade Function. I knew when we spoke in January, I couldn't help him over the holidays. Actually, we had spoken even last fall and then I got very, very sick and was sick for an entire month in October. He waited very patiently for me and, and that was definitely my error. That was my fault. I should not have encourage that because it wasn't not a piece of work that I even wanted and it was contrary to my new path. Once again I took on something that I, I knew I didn't want. I was thinking might it might be better to have um, a larger project to focus on and I'm still thinking that might be okay but when you're a startup company like this these people are looking for people to work for free or they're not in there if they're not business people that don't understand what truly needs to be done in a set of books they do not see your value. So when he got my first invoice he didn't see that value. He really felt that what he was doing in his, in his Excel spreadsheet was okay, even though it didn't balance. So you have to be very careful. And I do warn you, those of you as well that are in business, when you go see a professional, that's why we have professionals. They have knowledge that you need. Never think that you know it all. Always try and ask yourself, what don't I know in this situation? It has served me very, very well over the years. And it's one of the reasons actually I gave up taxes, because I'm not a tax professional. I understand accounting and I am great at a lot of areas of that and certain types of clientele. I am very effective, but I am not for everybody and I am not a tax specialist. And it's getting to the point now in life where I look at things and I wonder what I could be missing, where I might have not done that quite accurately. And I never want to put a customer in that sort of situation. So you know what? I hate taxes they are little money for a lot of work and a lot of stress and they tie me down during the rainiest season in my country when i'd rather be on a cruise or down in vegas so i'm tying myself to a desk for a thousand extra dollars that i for work i absolutely loathe and i realize now as well that i may not be the best solution for them i am not indispensable i do not know taxes that well Uh, well, it's so well that I could encounter any uh, situation and be able to answer those questions. I'm very good at small business stuff because that's my area of expertise. So what have you taken on in your life that you perhaps, or who have you taken on? Have you made yourself indispensable? Are you not putting the right professional people in the right place in your life? This can work whether you're the business owner or you are like myself, the con, you know, the contractor to the client, that sort of thing. And it's been, it was interesting when I got the email and, I'm not 22 anymore, I'm almost 52, and my reaction was so very different. When I was younger, my ego would, would have been so marred, and I would have felt so bad, I would have wanted to make it right. There was no part of me that wanted to make this right. I sent a lovely email off saying that, you know, this would be best, I apologize for my my lack of diligence, and there was no point giving him advice on his books, he refused to pay me, he wasn't going to listen. Someone else will come along and set him straight. It did not need to be me. My ego just didn't need to be part of that equation. But when I was younger, it was such a huge part of the equation because I felt bad. I didn't like it when people didn't like me. We have a lot of stuff and decisions that we make that are tied up in our own emotions. Now, it's been tax season. My son came home from South Africa and we had to move him out out of his home. My family lives on acreage. They kicked him out of his house and we needed, to, because he lives out of the country most of the time now, it was silly to move him into another rental property. We we just got rid of, we purged his life, brought important things to this house, put things in bins into storage. And you know what, when he comes home in a couple of years, the important things that were important to him will still be here his computers, his expensive housewares, but most of the furniture was borrowed. It was just, it was just stuff that wasn't needed. And he's a bit of a hoarder when it comes to computer stuff, because that's his, he's a IT geek. And just like my mother and just like myself, he has sort of inherited that gene, I'm afraid. So for him, it was also very freeing, very similar to me when I had to move two years ago up to our home that we live in now. I had to purge because we were going from 3,500 to 1,800 square feet. And uh, there's no garage, no storage, you know, things couldn't be safe in, in outdoor sheds. It was It was liberating, to say the least, and since I've been here for two years, because a lot of closets were still stuffed, I purged again at least twice. Just before he came home, actually, just after Christmas, I did another big purge. Some of the things I just took down to his home and stored them there, because he's not there anyways, because my sister-in-law is building a cabin, and I'm thinking, I can outfit her, I can outdo all the beds, I have spare bedding coming up the yin-yang. I have a king-size bed, I have extra couches, and tables, table lamps. There was just so much stuff and it was like, okay, let's see what we can help the family with here first and then then we'll do a cleanse. But it is incredibly liberating when we let go of stuff. And here's a little example. So I tell you this, that he was here and he left, but I was running on adrenaline almost the entire time. I was already very stressed with tax season because I took on work I shouldn't have, and I was overwhelmed. I didn't have enough time to get it all done. And he's here now. We're trying to get him moved. My house is a chaos. I don't do well when my house is chaos. I am a, quite a creature of order. Uh, my husband wouldn't say that if you saw my desk, but that's the one area of my in my home that is a little bit crazy. But the rest of my home is, you know, it's tidy. My dining room table is not covered in paperwork. There are not knickknacks on every surface. I am quite a I'm not a minimalist I like my things oh for heavens don't let me lead you down the wrong direction I love my beautiful things but uh but I'm just not a dust catcher and and I'm not you know I don't want to clean it I don't, and I like a house that's tidy all the time so it's sort of a sort of a thing for me I need to make sure that my environment has you know a logical flow and things are neat and tidy I can lay my hands on things uh even more so now that my memory has started to be affected by my fibromyalgia a little bit my routine is very important So anyways, this is sort of how I live. You need to be aware of that in your own life, knowing what brings you happiness, what causes you stress. Are you hanging on to things that are actually creating tension in your life and you just need to let them go? Or perhaps you need to change the type of things you own or the colors that you live in or the home that, you know, whatever that may be. But you need to ask the question and you can only get the answer if you ask the question, what keeps me happy? What will make me happy? And you need to be aware of that about yourself. So he had a great time purging. Unfortunately, we all caught a cold and as he's walking out the door, I've also had my grand, you know, he's had his daughter for a large portion of this time here. And that sort of falls on me a lot of the time. And as the grandma. And so, you know, I'm not used to having two other little bodies in my house that need to be fed and need to do this and and all this other stuff. And it's, it was exhausting. There's a reason you have children when you're younger. I love her to death, but we had her for almost five days. And grandma just about crashed when she walked out the door and then came back the next weekend. So I got sick and I just couldn't have another October on my hands. So I took myself off to bed and I've been in bed for almost three days. And I have to say that was stressful because there was work to be done. Uh, but at the same token, I also got through it a lot quicker than I normally do. I, I do all the right things. I take my oils, have my ionic foot bath, and I rest. I just literally rest. Where am I going with this? It made me realize once again that I was uh, pushing myself in an area that I shouldn't be pushing myself with and exhausting myself. So my routine was completely disrupted, very high stress, and I got sick. And it scared me after that huge, like I say, like after that huge mess we had back in October, definitely got the start of a sinus infection. Everything I had, I had in the house to get going on it. I I did go on antibiotics for a couple of days. I rested. I did what I needed to do. And my husband was traveling. So it was great. There was no one to sort of be at me, no one to look after me, but I really didn't need that. I just needed to rest. I felt bad for my poor puppy, my dog, um, who's not a puppy. She's 12. She's 12. But she's bored out of her mind, like, Mom, can we go outside? You know, Mom just wants to just do nothing. But what I did do, and this is where I was going to with this story, I'm sorry I got uh, on a segue there, was I got to watch the last season of Downton Abbey. And I've been waiting for it to come on Netflix because I just didn't feel like buying it, and I knew it would come eventually. All the other seasons were there. And going back about two min- min- three minutes back in the podcast, the example I wanted to use when I, when I got off on a tangent was The main character, who is the heir apparent in the show, she lashes out. She can be quite a bitch, actually. And um, the character's name is Mary. And she lashed out and ruined her younger sister's life by revealing a secret she knew would ruin her life. And she did it anyways. And it was interesting because this... I've been waiting for this woman's character to be brought up on the chopping block for five seasons because she's been doing this her whole life. And they finally brought it to a head and threw it back in her face and quit walking around her. They finally stood up to her. She's a bully and in the show and and mean. She can just be very, very mean, but she lashes out because she doesn't know what she wants. That was where I was going with this whole example. She's was never clear on what she really needed and what she wanted in her life. So she just created chaos in everybody else's. Didn't let people she truly loved in, held everyone at bay. She was very black and white on some things. She knew what she wasn't willing to compromise for, but she was never truly happy as a person. And this is the point I'm trying to make to you in getting you to look at yourself and your life today to ensure that you are doing or know what it is that makes you happy. And if you are doing things that is driving people away or hurting other people, are you doing it because you're lashing out? So, you know, I started this whole podcast with like, you know, sometimes getting fired is the best thing on the planet. Well, sometimes it is. The universe has come to me many times over the years and ended a contract or I've lost a job. I've probably only been two instances in my whole life where I definitely, sh- you know, I had done something and I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Or I wasn't, you know, I wasn't doing the job well enough or something like that. I just wasn't living up to my potential. And other things were just really, it was just timing. They didn't need an extra person or, you know, I've trained so many uh, clients, wives to do their data entry and I've gotten to step away. I don't consider that fired. It's just, those are changes that come in life. But some people, we get very caught up sometimes in the, what about me? And that's really not how you want to look at it. You want to look at life as with the law of attraction, with abundance, what next? Now I took on that client and shouldn't have, I cannot believe to tell you the relief it was when he was gone. And I have two more pieces of work that are going to be leaving as well this week. And I sent emails out to all my bookkeeping clients that I do taxes saying, I will not do these next year. And everyone was like, no problem. Thank you for your help. And the weight that was lifted from me from doing work that I loathe and was making me no real money is just amazing. But that could be anywhere in your life. For me, it's also my home. I've made a decision this week that I am, as much as my renter may feel bad about this, we're going to give our renter notice September 1st and I'm going to move upstairs. We need this in our life. Um, we still have another suite that can be rented. It's just downstairs. We're just This house that we live in actually has three separate suites. We live in the combined suites of two in the basement. I would like to be upstairs with an open floor plan that is great for entertaining, where there's lots of sunshine. I look out over my gardens and keep one suite down here where my office is, and we can have the TV room, and we have it for a summer kitchen, you know, for entertaining. And then the suite on the other side... Um, that's the one that's going to be rented now. And I can rent it for the same money. So it's what we're doing here is a little bit silly in the fact that we're taking no joy out of this home that we live in, that we pay the mortgage on every month, because we are people that take love our home and we love to share it, but we've been hibernating. Now, we needed to. Everything, and I, I keep talking about Monique coming on the show, and I now that taxes are over, I'll get in touch with her again to talk about the chaos cycle. But I was in a place where I needed to rest and assess for 2 years and I've done that. Now, when you're about to put out to the universe that there's you want more in life, I also want you to be very careful that you are listening to the right people because I know that I have friends in my life and even my own husband right now that when I talk about going upstairs, they go into want mode, poverty mentality, not law of attraction, talking about what we don't have, what we what we can't afford, what we what we don't want and th- when you do that, you're just going to keep attracting that. I realized last night, and I went to bed actually reading The Secret, and I it's on my bedside all the time, but I had spent three days, because when I get sick, I also get very depressed a little bit, where I just start looking at life going, why bother? Like, I'm here, I am sick again, it's so frustrating, I'm not getting my work done, I'm stressing, all this stuff. It's just human nature, but sometimes it's a process we need to get through. Now my processes are getting shorter and shorter all the time. I do not dwell in these places like I used to. And I encourage you to recognize your own life and where you are getting stronger. There is no such thing as perfection. There never has, there never will be. You might have a perfect moment, a perfect day, a perfect outfit, um, but life is not perfect, unfortunately. And when you can learn which for the most part I have, but I still struggle. I'm not going to lie. It would be silly and absolutely ridiculous of me to tell you that that's not the case because it's just not a truth. The universe wants to help and it doesn't care about right, wrong, you know, left, right, up, down. It just doesn't. It just gives you what you attract to yourself. And if your mindset is always talking about the negative, that's what you're going to keep attracting. So I realized going to bed last night that I had to quit focusing on the work I hated, how unhealthy my husband's let himself get. I hated living in this basement suite. I hate, you know, that that needed to stop. And I was spiraling just because I was overtired and let myself get overwhelmed again because I had been in a really good place for months. And things were moving forward and just, you know, a little hiccup. And I was letting things just creep back in again. Your mind is a powerful, powerful tool. So when I go to sleep at night saying... I want to live upstairs, not I don't want to live in the basement suite. Do you see? They're completely different energetic statements. I want a healthy husband. No point me teasing him about his weight and his eating habits right now because it's getting us nowhere. I'm just hurting him and nothing's changing. But my mindset is always, I don't want an unhealthy husband. So I have an unhealthy husband. I want a healthy partner. I want to live upstairs. I want my beautiful gardens, but I've always said that's so why I have them. There are other things I want in life. I want a purpose and I want to fulfill myself in a fabulous career with work with fabulous clients. But if you keep telling yourself that you don't want to live where you're living, you don't want the job that you have, you do not want the spouse that you have, You don't want their traits, him or her. You don't want your children to behave this way. That is all you're telling the universe you want. There is just no other way to make this black and white for you. It is language and thought and what you are putting out there. So always think twice about that. Like I say, getting fired, best thing that ever happened to me this week. It was something I should have looked after and the universe stepped in and said, you know what, enough of this. What are you doing? And sure enough, $700 isn't going to get paid. Am I going to go after it? No, it's absolutely not worth it at all. That man, that client has absolutely no clue the value I brought to his life and taking him to small claims court over $700 isn't going to convince him that there was value there. He will just be resentful and better he go hire another bookkeeper an actual bookkeeper, he was looking for a virtual CFO, but that's not what he really needed. His life, his financial life and stuff were all behind in a mess. So it's like he needed an actual bookkeeper, another person to get a shoebox organized. And when he finds that person again, they will tell him the same thing and he will probably listen to them because now it's two people he's hired. You see what I'm saying? We don't always get the first message and that's okay. And I'm okay being part of that message because I let him down in expectations as well. I was simply unable to give him what he needed, especially during, you know, illness and tax season and Christmas. I just, I just can't give him what he needed. And someone else out there absolutely has that sacred gift of administration and wanting to be there at someone's beck and call. That does not feed my soul. It does not feed my ego. It does not feed my pocketbook. Those are things that do not work for me as a person so know about yourself ask yourself i hope i know i've been a little all over the map here today and uh, and i apologize for that so what happens when i'm not letting my thoughts out for weeks on end i will not let that happen again over the next few weeks and and we'll get a little more concise, I promise, but just think about your life and where you're scattered. So if my podcast seems a bit scattered to you, think about your life and how that might be happening in your life, because you're not dealing with things, thinking things through and truly understanding what it is you need from the world at large. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today, and if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.